Like I walked into a bar, they snapped the ball, and then that play happened. It was like, holy shit, this is the greatest way to walk into a sports bar ever. Salutations, sports fans and socialites. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for sports nudes fresher than French fries from the backseat of a friend's Ford Focus. Coming at you from Chicago, Illinois, I am Brad Kirschenbaum, and joined as always by my Omaha homies, my brother from another mother, Bill, Tyler, Hammock, and Producey, Ali, the Sandro Man Godfrey. That was a lot of F's in the chat there, Brad. Uh, we are still brought to you today by Mortensen Mortuary, with eight suburban locations in the tri-state area. Mortensen Mortuary has been proudly burying everything from those rumors about Tom Brady's divorce to every single reporter that has claimed to have a source. Use promo code TOM at checkout. That is T-O-M at checkout for 25% off and a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary. You've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated member FDIC. And on today's episode, we have corrections from last week. Brad, Tyler, and I are going to catch up on the week, then fly out to Ann Arbor, Michigan for a little unhinged. Then we'll jump into some football, preview the AFC West, and some Big Ten action. Tyler, Brad, welcome back, boys. Oh, man. It's so good to be here. Great to be here, Ali. Well, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is probably my fault. Um, we're doing the NFC West uh, preview today, so I hope we have another AFC West trivia question. NFC West. Let's. Oh, we do have NFC West. You just changed that. You just changed that <laughs> in our. Just, yeah, that's, that's you just changed that. Uh, I did say it was my in fault. our notes here. Oh, yes. Okay, well, that's good, okay. Good, we'll good. do another AFC West uh, trivia question and we'll slide into the nfc west preview but uh, arguably you could say they're the same conference arguably all right i'm doing 10 sit-ups right now and this is just a hand no, up i'll, I'll have i'll have nfc west okay we're good uh yeah I'll do, I just the only corrections from last episode is just i'm an asshole and i said arguably about 119 times um so just arguably too many times arguably one too many times and i'm just gonna arguably do 10 sit-ups every time i say arguably from now on um, so no more arguing. This is a happy episode, even though I'm red in the face. I promise I'm not upset right now. Um, By the end of the summer, we're going to be calling you Six Pack Hammock with you with your abuse of that word. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I was planning on having washboard abs on the wedding day, so maybe at the ten year reunion, I'll ten year anniversary. I'll have. <laughs> is that what we're calling our anniversaries reunions. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in ten years since the wedding. How's it been? <laughs> actually that sounds kind of great what if you do you just instead of an anniversary party you just do a wedding reunion and you just I invite like that everyone idea. that was at your wedding i love that's that I mean, everybody tells you on your wedding day this is the last time you're ever going to see this group of people together and yeah. you know apart from that, why not i'll see you at the reunion all right what are you yeah about, i like guys? that i really like that yeah, maybe that's a thing we just need to we need to start this i'll look Anna and i will do a five-year reunion i've actually had this plan for a long long time um, and by long, long time, even before I met Anna, because I really yeah, wanted to get married. Started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get um, married on the Barrett's uh, Barrett Sand Volleyball Court um, in Omaha, like kind of as a joke. So for anyone who doesn't isn't from Omaha, it's just like a normal bar with the sand volleyball court in the backyard in the back of it, uh, but just kind of like a really cool setup with an overarching area for people to watch. And obviously, Anna thought that was a terrible idea for the actual wedding, but loved it for a future. Like, let's reunion. redo the ceremony or something. So that's what we're going to do here in a couple of uh, years. We'll do a wedding reunion at Barrett's Barleycorn. I like that. Uh, hopefully that I will, A, get some of the ice cream this time around because I, I don't think I got the <laughs> flower at your wedding. 
and B, that the person who's scooping it is not using their hands to do so, because yeah. that's what happened to me yesterday at a uh, family party for my, uh, that my wife, um, it was their, it was her cousin's one-year-old's birthday, and we went out there, they had like this, actually a really cool little ice cream bar that they had set up, but her uncle was scooping the ice cream, and he's like, he's a little bit older, but I mean, he's probably, he's only like 70 but he was having a hard time getting the ice cream out. So he was just kind of taking the scoop and then like shoving it in with his hand and like putting it in your bowl. And I'm just like, I don't need the hand. I can, can I just do this? Is there, and he's like, no, 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 I got it. He's like, you need to get fingers in there and everything. I was like, you know, I, I don't need, I don't need that as a topping. I, I could just, I could do this myself. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, they yeah, all no. understood that I was trying to be nice, but it's like, I was being as passive aggressively angry as possible. Like, please stop fingering my ice cream. Yeah, that's definitely a top three white liquid that I don't want dripping down my uh, my fingers for sure. Melted. Yeah, ice. I mean the other two are pretty obvious. It's certainly whipped cream and cream cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whipped cream and cheese. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's kind of a ridiculous antic there. Although it is maybe the most Chicago thing ever that you drove like forty minutes out into the suburbs for a cousin's one year old birthday. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome. That that just that is it what it is. Yeah, they it's it's exactly what you would imagine. But you're doing what are you doing down in Florida? You're at a wedding? Yeah, speaking of just crazy family antics or just antics in general, I guess. Yeah, I'm at a wedding down here in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, shout out Keos. Actually, no, not Keos, Jody Kelly. They're all married now. So I had a fun little wedding. It was it was it was a unique one for me because it was a lot of friends I really haven't seen since college. So like Kelly's a great, great close friend of mine. She's been on the podcast before. Anyone who recognized the name. She's our hockey insider and has come on a few times. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like just one of those groups where got married? What? Yeah, that's, that's who got, got married? married. And she yeah. didn't invite me? She did. The Bloodlines crew did not get invited. <laughs> oh, sh- shout out Kelly, though. Congrats. Yeah, what up? That's our first marriage of, uh, of an active host. Yeah, probably. That's big time. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a riot. It was so much fun. I was, as someone, I went in very... Um, I think it's fun when you're not a part of the wedding to know as little about the plans of the day as possible and just go in with your eyes wide open. Um, So I truly didn't know if the wedding was at a church or in a hotel or if it was outside on the beach or anything. I was like, okay, I'm going to Fort Myers. and I'm going to watch a great friend and get married. Um, So I was very thankful the fact that this wedding that was in the middle of, we're in August, right? Yeah, the middle of August was uh, all indoors pretty much. So it was a really cool like indoor gorgeous view wedding. Um, at this nice hotel by the water. And then uh, we went to this like country club area, um, had a nice little indoor outdoor session and had a lot of gin martinis. Again, that just Again? needs to stop creeping back into my life. Yeah, they were pretty much translucent and clear. There was no vermouth. It was it was fun. It was a riot. But um, yeah. Did so, you puke all for this wedding too or did they even get a break? What's that? Did you puke all night with these gins or did you did it? Oh, well, that was... All right, all right, that was uncalled for. So, <laughs> no, I did not. But um, as you guys know, I'm not one to shy away from a dance floor. And this wedding, I did a, something I've never done before. I don't remember the exact song, um, but at some point, Superman was said in the song, and I just ripped my shirt open. All the buttons went everywhere, top four or five buttons. The rest of the night, I just had two buttons, basically, on the bottom of my shirt keeping it all together kind of turned into a, a little thing where I was just like using my jacket to like cover up and like all these like older women that wanted to dance with me. I was like, yeah, that it too. that's great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. 
Um, so I thought it'd be fun just to talk about what are some of your uh, go-to dance move antics? Do you like to use props when you're dancing at weddings or any like fun wedding uh, dancing floor stories? Oh gosh. Uh, I never, I've never really used, I love, I love dancing at weddings. Let's make that clear. I love dancing at weddings. Um, not, I've never really been a big prop guy, but I do love all like the silly, you know, like the lawnmower, the shopping cart, the sprinkler, like all that kind of shit. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I love to do that kind of stuff all night. Do you, I, I love those as well. Do you ever do the, uh, I'm on the phone. Hold on a second. Like you're, you're in the middle uh, of dancing. I've done that one. Oh, that one's good. Like you're on the phone, you're dancing with them. And then you like fake, like you got a ring in the pocket. And you pull oh, up the phone up to your ear and you just give them the finger. No like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta walk away for a second. It's really, yeah. <laughs> okay, I like that one. That's good. Uh, when I was when I was a little more spry, I was a big fan of the somersault through the dance circle. Uh, you know, I never wanted to do the whole dance circle, but I would just do one good solid somersault. You gotta commit to a somersault. You can't have that always right on your head. You really gotta get and tuck. And so I did that pretty regularly. I haven't we haven't been to that what many weddings anymore. But I did pull it at a wedding in Seattle earlier this year. And I got to be honest, I was a little more sore than I remember. That's just the age catching up with me a little bit. Um, but as uh, as Anna will attest, uh, I, we're also big fans. When, when I'm with her, we'll do the uh, the fake basketball dribble thing where you pass the basketball back and forth Ooh, and like nice. at each other. Uh, Ooh, that, yeah. That's always kind of been our dance move thing that, uh, that that's gotten some good reviews. Otherwise, I'm just acting out the words to all the songs because all the wedding songs mm-hmm. – there's like 250 of them. I probably know all the words to like 198. And I'm just acting out the words to everything that's going on in there. And that just guides my dance. And that's, again, that's pretty much what happened this time and why I supermaned my shirt. I don't know if it was crank that. I don't know what it was, but at some point it was, hey. whoop, there it goes. I like um, the commitment to the bit. I like that. It was. I had I had to just dive in. And it, it did become yeah. a very fun conversation starter for the rest of the night. Like, hey, um, your chest hair, where are you from? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, my favorite, though, have you guys ever done the Raging Bull? Yeah, the bullfighter, like the, the oh. matador? It's the, where you just take a little white white tablecloth or a white towel or a, a napkin from the, the uh, nice white linen from the table. And then, yeah, you just use your partner or a friend on the table and your friend on the dance floor and you wave it up and let them throw the hands. And then you just, they get running through and you, yeah, it's very fun. That's probably my favorite. I like that. Never done that, but the last, like... I don't know, 13 years, I've been telling myself I want to learn how to moonwalk because every wedding without fail, there's always Billie Jean. And so yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, if you're if you're the one that can moonwalk, like, that's legit, right? Crowd's going to go wild. And I've just never done it. But something I thought of, at least. Yeah, My incentive to learn new dance moves is lower now that I'm not trying to pick up girls at weddings. Because at this point, like, I don't want them to be like, oh, my God, this guy's right there. And my, 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 like, my wife's over there. It's very awkward when, like, I leave with the girl that's not my wife. That that, that just sends the wrong signal. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not great. You don't want to be yeah. doing that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, no. I, guess, I mean, your wife did get hit on at least once or twice at my wedding. So if you don't do it, somebody's going to take her. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's all about it's, – it's been one big power struggle to see, you know, who can find the most right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But speaking of, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I'd probably have a heart attack if somebody hit, hit in front of Anna in my face. But um, I had a heart attack on the Lazy River today. Um, actually, I think it was yesterday. No, maybe it was today. Regardless. So we're at, we're at this. Uh, we extended one and a half days from the wedding just so we didn't rush it down here. So we went we're over on this resort down in Naples now, and it has a Lazy River. I don't think I've been in the Lazy River since the Wisconsin Dells in 2002. So I was very excited, the fact that this place had a Lazy River. 
so I'm just kind of cruising down this river. I get comfortable finally because I'm a six foot five sproutly man. It's kind of hard to get comfortable in a tiny little tube that's going around this river. So I finally get comfortable. And all of a sudden, there are just a million around this place. And by a million, I mean, I don't know, like three of them, but it felt like a million. They're just, they're just weaseling like right around you as you're trying to just chill out on this river. I don't know if I'm fully prepared for this whole kids thing thing because they were out of worldly misbehaved at at this quite nice hotel i guess i'd say um and literally as i'm joking with Anne, i'm like where the fuck are all these kids coming from and she just starts dying laughing as this girl pops up from under the water like next to my face and i like freak out um but anyway uh is any are you guys bigger uh um uh, lazy river or wave pool type people is what i wanted to kind of dive into there uh, I don't I'm, think I've ever been on a lazy river. Um, I don't sit still well, so like sitting in the tube is not not my not my thing. Um, there was a woman walking against the current, and she kept telling me every time I passed her, laying in my tube, she'd just be like, "I'm not good at being lazy." And I'm like, "All right, lady, I fucking get it. You're working out. Can I just lay here and enjoy my vacation?" <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like I just can't sit. Yeah. I sit. I, I sit poorly. Um, I, a wave pool, I guess, would be my preferred solution. But yeah, something a little bit more active. No wave, wave 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 pools just freak me out. Have you seen some of those like packed ass wave pools where it's like they simulate Agreed. tidal waves, basically? Yeah, it's great. It's and a lot of work. Just destroyed. So I'd rather stay above water for. As long as I well, can. Well, yeah, those recent videos that I keep seeing, I don't know if they're all from like China or wherever they are, but it's insane overpopulation in these wave pools, and you're just smothered. Like that's yeah. why I like the Lazy River. You're just kind of very slowly meandering along, and I feel like when you do that wave pool, you're like in your sleep, you're still waving. You know, you're, you're just rocking in those waves. Um, yeah, not a fan. I'll pass on that one. I'm into it. Uh, all right. So, speaking of things that I want to hear, I guess we got we have a little NFL news. Should we catch up on the NFL quick? No, let's just go to the let's go to college. Okay. Um, so I'm curious. I texted you about this earlier. The Nebraska uh, Nebraska unveiled their new alternate uniforms today. It's an homage to the 1983 scoring explosion. Um, what? And Tyler Tyler's response was, "Oh my God, I hope that's not for the entire year." So I'm curious. I wanted to know what your thought process was behind that. I want to get Ollie's opinion before I get diving too hard into it. Ollie, have you seen these yet? I mean, I'm just looking at the picture right now. I, uh, I'm, I'm very neutral. I mean, it's, it looks fine. I don't, I don't, I don't have. I guess I don't really have a strong opinion either way. So yeah, as long as they don't look like shit on the field. Yeah. Right. Athletically, athletically, I don't care what they wear. So. Well, yeah, agreed. Totally agree with that one. I don't know. I just, they just. There's just nothing to it, I guess. And I, I love our classic uniforms. I love the white, whether it's the home or the away. I absolutely love our clean, simple, old school, classic look. Like, that's why I love like classic Michigan. I hate these stupid new Michigan uniforms. Go to like, we you know where they're doing the sleeves a little bit different. And they're trying to, it's all Jordan trying to jazz it up. I think the tradition watching the games on the field, watching the helmets line up against each other, keep it classic. And yes, this isn't messing with our helmets too much, but I don't know. I guess I didn't like the arm sleeve. I mean, I'm not over here saying they're the ugliest uniforms ever. It just, it's kind of like a really simple change that I don't think many people will even notice. So I don't know. It just kind of seemed like a waste of time. 
it's I, I like the simplicity of it. Um, I mean, I, it's not like it's nothing crazy, but that's fine. I don't want it to be crazy. I like throwbacks more than alternates. Like I like when you wear an old season's jerseys, which is this is like a hybrid of that versus, you know, whatever that weird black shirt one that we did or whatever it is. But the thing with this is if you're going to do an homage to the scoring explosion, you know, the greatest offensive college in football in college football history up to that point, the offense better be fucking good whenever we wear it. <laughs> like you can't score 14 points and have eight three and outs if you wear you yeah. know, the scoring explosion. It's the same okay. thing like when we wore the black shirt uh, alternates and we gave up like 45 to Purdue. Like just mm-hmm. for the love of God, score some points. We're probably going to yeah. wear these against Oklahoma. Just score some points. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree with that. And that's why I hated the fact that we were even doing black shirt uniforms that year because the defense just wasn't very no, good. I um, no, I would definitely agree with that. Yep. No uh, no arguments there. I just, it'll be, it'll be fine to watch, but they, uh, they have they decided which game it's going to be yet? I, they don't think they announced it. I'm sure it'll be Oklahoma though. That's like the only game I really didn't want it to be. I loved the um, the three hundred game uniforms, where it was kind of like the cursive. I did too. Those were pretty, yeah, those were nice. Those were awesome. Um, the Huskers did get one single vote for the top twenty five, though, as the AP released its top twenty five rankings officially today. Yep. Um, I don't know if it was the first time they've ever done it, but they had like a little you know, the Associated Press as a better social media because they had a nice little two minute clip of them releasing the rankings. Um, yeah. Some, some Joe Schmo ranked Nebraska 25. So we got one Brett vote. McMurphy, he announced it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, but he knows that how to get clicks. Like he also ranked Miami like fourth. Yeah. That's insane. Um, speaking of insane though, Ollie touchdown. Jesus is number five. Touchdown. Jesus, what? baby. It's also I, I one of my lucky I numbers. Could. So. Oh, there it is. This is your natty year, undefeated. I couldn't align. Um, I couldn't align with touchdown Jesus more. Well, I think we hit really nicely. NC State's thirteen. We've been hyping up NC State a little bit in the ACC preview, so they're getting some love. Um, but there's some names on here. The, the couple that jumped out to me is this just feels high, and I know that it's kind of based on last season. And I know we know nothing. Pitt at um, Pitt at seventeen feels pretty uh, pretty generous. Um, Pretty generous. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, thought I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, the like, you know, Bama, Ohio State, Georgia up top, Clemson. You know, those are all A and M at six. It's like okay, I guess if this recruiting class pans out, but that's still a big F in my mind. A and M is, you know, it's they're Nebraska, eight and four, nine and three from back in the day. Uh, Michigan also feels a little bit high. Uh, not to step on the Big Ten preview too much, but Michigan at uh, Michigan at eight just feels a little bit spicy. Yeah, well, let's dive into the Big Ten here, and I'll, I'll save that one. I agree. There's some interesting ones there. Um, I kind of thought that it was a little crazy. Michigan State was 15. Like, yes, they had a really special year under Mel Tucker, but they're still only two years removed from being like a pretty trash football team going through turmoil. Um, I think I think 15 is pretty generous for Michigan State, but yeah, again. We'll see. We got a lot to dive into with the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to all that. But otherwise, you know, it's preseason rankings. Nothing. There's no sport where everything changes more from week one to week two than college football. Um, there's no rankings that people don't care about. That people care about less when your team's not ranked, and that you care about more when your team is ranked. Like, yeah, I remember when Nebraska used to be top ten. You'd rip open that Sports Illustrated and see where we're going to be ranked. It was so exciting. And yeah, I'm just like, I don't care. Let's prove it on the field. Exactly. Which we never, which we never do. But, mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, but speaking of the preseasons, we did have a little bit of preseason football that wrapped up this weekend. Congrats to the boys. How about that? 5-0, baby. Let's go. Had a nice little 5-0 weekend go. as we're getting everyone uh, nice little meandered into the uh, NFL season. I'm just curious. Over under four minutes combined between the two of you. Did you watch over NFL preseason games or, or minutes, minutes of the game? Did you watch over four and a half minutes of preseason football? I, Ali, I watched about, I, I'm going to need about three minutes and 45 seconds out of you. <laughs> You're not getting it, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take the uh, unders. Yeah. I caught, I caught two plays of the Bears game um, on Saturday and that was it. Was it was it the Chris Jones sack? Because that's what I feel like every Bears fan said. No, it was just like it was just a wildly mediocre run. Mm-hmm. That that sounds like the history of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, it, 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 we're getting close. We're getting close. We gave you a five and zero slate. Um, I've maybe watched ten minutes of it and watched so, that Chris Jones sack, and yeah, not much. Fun stat gambling wise from this weekend though, um, you could have taken any ten point teaser over three teams ten points. You could have taken any uh, ten point teaser on the over, and you would have won. Yeah, there I were five hundred eighty combinations, it. and all five hundred eighty combinations of three team ten point teasers on the over won. Jesus, man, how much fun that would have been! There was a lot of high scoring for sure. Yeah, but not as high as Ollie's going to be scoring out in Ann Arbor this weekend. Let's be quite honest about that. Scoring in Ann Arbor or scoring with Ann Arbor. Hey, oh, he was born and raised. Ollie browsing hinge for the rest of his days. Swiping on right to find the girl of his dreams. So many of them, not what they seem. From love languages, dogs, to a Netflix binge. Yo, Holmes, welcome to Unhinged. 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 Welcome to Unhinged. Boys, we are in Ann Arbor. We are queued up. Five girls. No names, no pictures, prompts only. You guys know the drill. Good? Have you guys ever been to Ann Arbor before we get kickstarted here? Uh, twice. Twice? Yeah, it's a good no. town. Really great college town. I've only ever seen it in movies, but when I went to Unhinged, or sorry, when I went to uh, Hinge to jump out to Ann Arbor, I did not realize how close it was to Michigan. Or, sorry, to Detroit. It's pretty, it's pretty darn close to Michigan, <laughs> actually, yeah. Dang, dang, <laughs> Ann <laughs> It that blew actually, my mind. It was in Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan's in Michigan. No, how well, close it was to Detroit. Yeah, very close to Detroit. I didn't Hold realize on. it was like a – go ahead. This is this is going to be a really fun little shout-out to Kelly, actually, because Kelly and I have a hilarious story from college. So we were hanging out. We went to this bonfire with some friends, and and uh, the, one of the uncles was there. Like the uncle of one of our friends was at the – he was pretty small-town Nebraskan, you know, had a little twang to him, which most Nebraskans don't have twang. Maybe it was just the beer. Um, but he was kind of a, you know, grungier guy, but, you know, all the nice nonetheless. But as the night goes on, you know, he's getting more and more intoxicated, more and more intoxicated. And he ended up asking Kelly and I for, like, the hundredth time, so where are you guys from? And we're like, we're from Chicago. And he's like, oh, wow, Chicago. That's getting really close to Illinois, isn't it? <laughs> and we just oh, started dying laughing so shout out Kel, love you there hopefully that'll be a fun little listen as you're out on your honeymoon uh little call back but um yeah no it's only like a 50 minute drive from detroit ann arbor i did a um actually i don't know if you, you should remember you dropped me off at the airport <laughs> you dropped me off at the airport in seattle to take the red eye to detroit to go yeah, right to before that you got your dream job and exactly, left us in california right? 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, that was the seventeen fourteen game. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a time. It was a time. But let's meet some other some lovely ladies from the town. I think it'll be a it'll uh, it'll it'll be a nice barrier of fruit. I would say. Okay. Good. Nice. All right. We uh, we have our first one queued up here. Biggest risk I've taken: jumping off the highest bungee jump in the world. That's Ooh, pretty wild. That's, that's I go it. crazy for sushi, and I'm overly competitive about soccer and basketball. First of all, I really I want to look up where the highest jump bungee jump in the world is. So while you're giving me your thoughts, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh, you did. Oh, excellent. Yes, the number one bungee jump in the world. Just because Brad's up there taking care of his daughter right now, that's why we're not hearing anything from that loud mouth for a few minutes. Um, so the highest bungee jump in the world is in China. Shocker. Um, in Zhang Jiajie, so Z H A N G J I A J I E. That's how you spell it, and it's called that word, and then the glass bridge. Um, it is 260 meters. How many feet would that be? We have some new European listeners. Maybe price. How many? What's the conversion here? <laughs> uh, price says it's 853 feet. Oh, nice. Thanks. That was really helpful, Price. Thanks for jumping in there. Thanks, Price. Um, regardless, I think this girl sounds awesome. That's a great way to open up the uh, the conversation. That's a great conversation starter. Uh, sushi's awesome. Uh, I just yeah. got done working out with my wife for five hours on vacation, so um, I think it's okay to date an active girl. All right. Let's play some soccer. Soccer and what? What was the second sport? Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. So... Uh, okay, sweet. We got one on the board. Love it. All right, jumping into the second here. Together we could. Ooh, I'm, I like the where this is going. Together we could steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm looking for someone to chill with me. Okay, you should leave a comment if you want to know me better. I mean, okay. So- started off strong with the Declaration because I'm a big national treasure guy. Ollie, I'm so excited this got brought up. I've never been this person in my whole life. You can attest to this. I have a question for you. It is. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently reading it. It is. My, it, I picked it up last week as because I knew I was going to be on this vacation. I'm like 250 pages in, and I literally plan on finishing. It's like 600 something. Finishing it tomorrow because I'm right. It's it's so gripping. It feels like I'm reading the National Treasure. So it's called The Inner Circle by Brad Meltzer. Uh, I think it was M-E-L-T-Z-E-R was the uh, how you spelled his last name. It's the first first book I've ever read by him. But yeah, it's called The Inner Circle. And it's all about like the the Culper Ring with uh, the George Washington spies. And it's a really, really good story. Um, and it's like the main character works for the National Archives. So anyone who loves National Treasure, the, the ending might suck. I'll tell you guys next week if the ending's good. But so far, okay. No, no. Don't tell me if the ending sucks or is good. I don't want to. I want to read this book. I'll give it to you when I'm done. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then we can talk about it. Well, this is Bloodlines Book Club. Okay. Bloodlines Book Club. I love Bloodlines Book. Are we reading the origin story of National Treasure? Yeah, we just got a call from Andrew Luck, and we're starting the Bloodlines Book Club. Oh, yeah. I I really like this book. It's a a really (laughs) phenomenal, phenomenal tale about. About, uh, about documents that have been removed from devices. <laughs> you actually missed it. We actually got a call from Price, too. It was a really quick uh, ring-in. So shout out, Price. Thank you for that. Um, Brad's so confused. He's, he'll, he'll listen to that maybe in like a couple weeks and be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Um, 
but no, Brad, we're just, uh, ah, we don't need to tell you about the book. You can listen back. Ali, yeah. this is another thumbs up. Yeah. Two thumbs up, Brad. We're, we're two in two on the two board. Two? Excellent. Two for two. We lo- we're loving it. All right. Third up. The way to win me over is buy me breadsticks and Alfredo sauce from Olive Garden and make me laugh. My best dad joke <laughs> and make me laugh. Make my best, laugh. my best dad joke. Did you hear about the campers who had an argument? It was intense. <laughs> my, my love languages, my love languages. They are, they are physical touch and words of affirmation. At well, least she at least picked she, a couple real ones. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I, she, I almost lost her when she threw in the uh, and make me laugh after the whole Olive Garden bit. It just, she, it, she just she just felt like that was something she had to put in there. Like hinge, it was like a, a trendy thing to say you have to make. Yeah, me laugh. like if you're gonna take me out for this what? shitty meal, then make me laugh at least. <laughs> a lot of good girls in Ann Arbor. I think this is another thumbs up, personally. Yeah, uh, I, 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 she seems like a reasonably uh, normal human being. Um, yeah. is apparently a rarity. Yeah, <laughs> Ann Arbor. He just got some normal people. Yeah. Midwest, Midwest girls. I, I, there was a there was a friend of mine who I, I will not name because he is in a committed relationship and his wife might <laughs> or, or, or girlfriend or person might be upset by this statement. But he's like, you know what I found? I'm really attracted to very average women. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want me? Should we get her on the phone and just like talk to her? He's like, no. Well, okay. Now, hang on just a second. And <laughs> so. <laughs> But I knew what he meant in the moment, but it's like this is one of those things you don't say. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a way to help you transition off of this, but I'm almost uncomfortable for you for bringing that up. So maybe let's nah, go fine. to the next. One. It's fine. All right, two left. Let's see. Uh, let's see if we can go five for five here. I don't know if we've ever done that before. All right, fourth up. Try to guess this about me. What college sport I played? Pet peeves: slow drivers in the left lane and mm. tardiness. Okay. Probably because of all the slow drivers in the left lane. Yeah. And the next vacation I want to go on anywhere. Uh, internationally, Italy, Croatia, Australia, domestic, Jackson Hole, San Diego, Boston, and Maine. Four for four. Yeah. Th- I like that she at least, at least gave you options if you want to talk about any type of trip that maybe you want to do that's similar to hers. That's a nice Same. conversation starter. Same, because we've, we've seen it time and time again where I want to go. Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. 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 I want to go travel to, the world. Like, okay, well, yeah. I'll go to yeah, Grand Island. Nobody wants to go there. <laughs> I think Brad, Brad, we actually talked about this uh, last weekend, the top three places that we would want to go. We you remember talking to me about something last weekend? Oh, oh, oh you're just full of jokes today, Brad. Full of jokes. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, fine. Let's move on. I was going to talk about our Alaskan cruise that we're going to go on with the Bloodlines crew, but. I'm, I'm all the Alaskan cruise, baby. Yeah, Ollie, I'll talk to you that offline. Brad's not allowed to come anymore. Boom, let's leave him. Hey, Ollie, can you invite me back to the Alaskan cruise, please? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how much you butter me up. All right, fifth and final here. Let's go. Unusual skills. Making incredible oatmeal. Don't hate on oats, please. Monopoly deal and waking up one minute before my alarm. Fact about me that surprises people. I've lived in six different cities over the last eight years. And a life goal of mine, become a college professor and have a backyard filled with lemon trees. Can you go back to the waking up one minute before the alarm? 
waking up one minute before my alarm. That's what she does. <laughs> that is one of her unusual skills. So then she can, so she can get to making her incredible oatmeal. I am so in on this girl because I wake up within 90 seconds of my alarm every single day. I woke up today. Oh, it's a perfect my alarm match. Goes up at 4:20. I wake up. Woke up at 4:18 today, and I was like, oh, I bet it's. I bet it's time to wake up. Like, I don't even need to look at a clock. <laughs> this sounds like the most University of Michigan girl ever. The fact that she just wants to be a professor, she wants to probably never leave Ann Arbor, and the fact she just wants to grow lemon trees in her backyard, like, that's her life goal. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's a nice, simplistic, you know, shoot for, shoot for that, but uh, yeah, she's very Ann Arbor. For the sake of five for five, she seems sweet enough for you, Ollie. Let's give her a thumbs up. Oh, five for five. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. We just made history. Ann Arbor, today. I think we need to go to the uh, Michigan game this year. All right. Five and zero in season six, and five and zero on unhinged. Let's go. Yep, I think we got to go. Spider Caleb, by the way, I hate to I hate to do this, but I have to slip it in. Uh, she went to the Ohio State University. Ooh, Ooh. all right. Well, and well, even better, she lives in Ann Arbor. Arbor. She's she's she lives on the edge. <laughs> Votes were in though. Votes were. Oh, she lives on the edge. Yeah, she likes to live dangerously. So. All righty. Well, uh, that's unhinged. That was a nice little run there. Ollie. That was a great one. A lot of uh, a lot of at bats for you. Um, do we have an NFC West preview or trivia question, or are we going to have another AFC West trivia question? We do have an NFC West. I, hey. I knew I knew it was the NFC West, but then anything you put in our doc for all yeah. our listeners out there, I'm just I just scan through our doc. If it's written on there, I'm saying it. You I, are Ron Burgundy for sure. Yeah, I am Ron Burgundy. Uh, okay. NFC West trivia. Okay, here we go. In 2010, the NFC West became the first division in NFL history to have a champion with a losing record. Which team was that? Seahawks. In 2010? Yep. See, I, I, I don't... Did they beat the Steelers in, in that Super Bowl? Is that what you're thinking about? I think Big Ben and the Steelers won that Super Bowl. I think the only Seahawks Super Bowls were during the Russ era. Wait, I thought it was just make the playoffs with a losing record. Oh, I thought it was win the, the, the NFC, the NFC West to have a champion. Yeah, I think like it's a, like a Super Bowl champion or the NFC West. No, champion. like the NFC West champion. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I'm not sure that opens up the door a little bit. I, if you're taking Seahawks, I'll take uh, take the Niners. Let's see if the Niners. Yeah, it was the uh, March on Lynch earthquake game, right? With a record of seven and nine, it was yeah. the Seahawks. Yeah, that was uh, Marshawn Lynch. When he uh, grabbed his crotch as he dove backwards into the end zone. Um, that was the seven and nine Seahawks. Was that so? Was that the last game of the year, or was that a no? That was the playoff game. game. They won a playoff oh, game against the Saints. Playoff game. Yeah. And nice. just to add, yeah. and just to add on to that, they were joined uh, in that distinction in 2014 by the Panthers, who won the NFC South with a record of seven, eight, and one, and then again in 2020 by the Washington football team who won the NFC East with a record of seven and nine. All right. So some great shitty teams. Yeah. That's some great shitty trivia though, Ollie. I Best of the worst. <laughs> that Marshawn Lynch touchdown run is one of, it's like a top two. I just walked into a bar and saw this thing happen moments of my sports life. There was that, like I walked into a bar, they snapped the ball and then that play happened. It was like, holy shit, this is the greatest way to walk into a sports bar ever. The only thing that topped it was that U.S. swimming relay when they outtouched the French guys 
mm-hmm. by you know a one one hundredth of a second. Oh, we walked in just for the amazing. last leg of that, like the last forty five seconds of that race, and you walk in and everybody's losing their fucking minds, and where you That's just amazing. jump right in, you start cheering, and everybody, you, it was amazing. Never forget schoolyard. That'd be an interesting hypothetical conversation to have one day. Um, not even hypothetical, just talking about like what are some of those light bulb memories for American sports. Because I also remember exactly where I was for that Michael Phelps uh, event. And I bet a lot of Americans would know exactly where they were for that because, I mean, that's all eyes on one thing. And Michael Phelps, I think that was either his seventh or his eighth of that one. It that was, was near the, the end. It was to keep it alive. Like, that was the only one that was, like, kind of iffy. The rest of them were basically for guaranteed. Sure. But he had already had – he had already he knocked off. Four or five, yeah. Three or four, yeah, so it was a little bit later on. But, yes, I knew he had one more event afterwards. Maybe it was two. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to maybe talk about uh, – other light bulb memories like everyone shares um because obviously we all have those in like bad ways with september 11th and stuff but it'd be fun to talk about you know everyone knowing where they were for certain moments but yeah where um, were you in 2013 red sox world series win yeah that's not a light bulb memory for me but i'm happy for you Um, tyler and i were together uh in jackson hole oh when they won the world series yeah I mean, I trust me, I definitely vaguely remember being in that cabin and playing cards with the four of us. I didn't remember getting in that Boston Strong argument, but I don't know if I necessarily remember that was the night they won it all. Yeah. All right. That was also the same night you might have told a, uh, uh, somebody to break up with their girlfriend, but we'll dive into that I story. Maybe yeah. According to Brad, I might have. According to Brad, I might have done something similar. Um, all right. You we are- something similar. We are into the NFC West. Uh, Very brief, quick preview as we're very excited to get into the Big Ten preview coming up after this. Uh, So no new faces, new places. I'm going to link the the website that has all of those NFL free agency updates for everybody under our tweet. So make sure to follow us at Bloodlines Picks on Twitter. Um, But boys, let's just dive into our picks for the uh, NFC West this year for either the win total over under or player prop. Uh, what are you guys thinking for uh, putting your money down on the NFC West? I, uh, I I have three of them here. I got some some over unders Cardinals. I'm going over eight and a half, but I'm taking a player prop there with Kyler Murray having under twenty five and a half touchdown passes. Ooh, okay, uh, interesting. Yeah, and then Forty ers I'm going over ten. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm with you on the uh, on the Cardinals over eight and a half. Um, I think that there's going to be – I think Kyler is going to try to earn that contract this year, and this might be the best year of his career, like the best year of the rest of his career. Um, but that's, um, that's, that's really the only thing that I think we're going to see out of them. They'll probably have their typical late-season class, but eight and a half feels a little bit low for them. Um, my other one is going to be um, – the why can't I find the number though? Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I am going to take them under five and a half wins, and like I think it's way under five and a half wins. Like I would consider taking the Seahawks to get the number one overall pick. Yeah, uh, I don't have a clue how a non hyper mobile quarterback is going to hold up a t- behind that offensive line. I think they got a lot of problems. Uh, so under five and a half, under four and a half, I'd consider under three and a half. Yeah, I love that one as well. I, Seahawks are going to be trash. Um, I am definitely against you guys on the Arizona Cardinals, though. Um, I think this is a big bust year for Kyler. Um, 
he's so freaking, I don't know. I'm not going to get into some, his size because that's been said about a million times over. Um, I think more than anything, it's the Arizona Cardinals are about to absolutely regret the day that they give up a first round pick for Marquise Hollywood Brown. And considering that the Packers only had, that is a lot for Marcus Hollywood. It's, I think that the Arizona offense is really going to sputter. And here's my, maybe the boldest take, I guess I've had. I don't know if they're going to win a game until October 16th at Seattle. Like you just said, Brad, Seattle's terrible. That's going to be the game that they're going to get a win. I would, I am hammering that under they open the year against the chiefs. They're going to get killed at the Raiders going to get killed home against the Rams going to get killed on the road, going basically across the entire country to play Baker. And what I think will be a very scrappy Panthers team this year. That's a game. I see the Panthers getting at home on a travel day. That's, that's just always tough when West goes all the way to the East and then at home against the Eagles. Yeah. That's a toss up uh, Jalen hurts versus Kyler. And that's, I think, this the wheels absolutely falling off and they lose again. So, see, this isn't fair though, because you actually read their schedule. I didn't read their schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, schedule matters. It does matter a little bit. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't appreciate that. That might change your pick a little bit. But just to spice things up, I found a really fun uh, parlay on FanDuel um, that I decided Not a sponsor, to. But could be. What's that? Not a sponsor, but they could be. Not a sponsor, but they could be. And basically will be um okay so i went with all of these teams to win over nine and a half games um and i included the uh la rams in this because i think the la rams just going to run away with this division because it went from being a really strong division to not really that good of one anymore um pending on how trey lance looks out in san francisco but so that yes this is the four teams that i took to win over nine and a half games the rams the colts the cowboys and the broncos i'm most concerned probably with the Broncos probably just because it's the toughest division there. That's going to be the hardest one, um, but it's plus six fifty, <clears throat> So almost seven to one odds that you're getting there. I think three of those are virtual locks to win their division with the Rams, Colts, and Cowboys. Um, anyway, do you guys have any inkling on that one? Hate it. Love it. Awesome. I don't hate it. I, that seems very reasonable. I would, um, I would, gosh, I would almost just take the Rams, Colts, Cowboys and make them all the win to the division. Yeah. Not bad there. I do a really. I like to do a. Um, a you pick an eight teamer, so you basically just try to predict every division the during the year. Yeah, so any any time you're like getting into slump and you're like, all right, I'm just not betting this weekend. You already have that to root for. You know, you just kind of shoot your shot there. Um, and that's all right. I did have one last one. Matthew Stafford to win the MVP. Um, yes, he got his Super Bowl, but I think he's still trying to tack onto that Hall of Fame resume. Uh, he didn't get the MVP in the Super Bowl. Kind of an interesting stat here. He's the only quarterback in Super Bowl history to throw three touchdown passes on a winning team in the Super Bowl and not be named the MVP. I think he comes back and gets his MVP this year. They added Allen Robinson. That I mean, it's they're basically the same team. They're basically even better. Um, so fourteen to one, Matthew Stafford. He's going to light it up out in LA. I'm into that. I like that. Any storylines, real quick, and then we'll jump to the Big Ten. I mean, I think the storyline is. Does Pete Carroll retire if he realizes that he's just in a dumpster fire in Seattle? Uh, You know, in terms of the non-obvious ones, you know, will the Rams repeat? And will Kyler actually study the playbook? And (laughs) Niners, you know, is Debo Samuel going to be whatever Debo Samuel does? I I think that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are going to be really interesting because he's had a pretty charmed existence since he came into the NFL. You know, they they fell out into Russell Wilson um, in the third round. So that's, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. 
totally agree. That was the first one I wrote down. I ended up changing it. So I love that you went with that one because he had a fall from grace from USC. And that's why I think what's kind of interesting here is, has he had a good exit from a coaching career in his life? And now that the end of his on, as you said, I did not say the A word. I almost did one of the worst teams in the NFL. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I do agree there. Ali, is there anything uh, particular you're keeping an eye on in this division? Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly like what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Maybe you guys can like share some insight, but I, I saw a little thing pop up about, you know, after he signed his, his contract with the Niners, 137 million, whenever that was like, he hasn't answered their calls or texts, doesn't attend meetings. He like, apparently he doesn't even own a Niners playbook, like all this, all this talk circling that. So I like, can you guys fill me in on what's happening with Jimmy G and all of our listeners who also are in the dark? So I can't say I've been following the San Francisco beat all that closely, but if I just have a decent NFL GM mind, they're not going to pay him an arm and a leg to sit on the bench behind Trey Lance. So I think it's just, he's probably just going to get cut if they don't, or if they're not able to trade him, if there's no market. We're going to wait for somebody to get hurt. Yeah. We're going to wait for Zach Wilson to get hurt for the entire season, not just four weeks or something like that. Yeah, well, Bears tried that last year, and we ended up paying Nick Foles and uh, what's-his-nuts for, what, $22 million combined just to sit on the bench. So that doesn't always work because the market is – it's constantly changing. And there's, there's a lot of guys out there that can get the job done. And Jimmy G is a starter. And I, I don't know. My, this is kind of my storyline. I just think San Francisco is going to regret this. That guy has got them to multiple AFC championship or NFC championship games, Super Bowl – I mean, that is just a really formidable quarterback that I think they're going to really regret. But maybe Trey Lance ends up being a superstar. But speaking of superstars, Brad, who are we looking at over in the Big Ten as the big names and big teams? What are we talking about today? Let's get into this, boys. College football is close. You, I can smell it. This is the last preview of the college football season before we have a real live college football game next Saturday. First game of the season, yet again, Nebraska plays Northwestern. Now, for all of our listeners, we will be doing a full Nebraska preview next Monday um, to really dive into that. So we're not if you're if you're waiting for the you know the deep dive here, you'll get some breadcrumbs in terms of where that preview is going. But uh, for the for now, we're going to cover uh, you know the, the big pieces of the Big Ten here. So uh, let's run through the odds just for a moment. Uh, take a look at who's got the uh, best odds to win the division, some win totals. Um, and then, you know, kind of who the nonsense teams are and who's interesting. So favorite to win the division, no surprise, Ohio State is minus 200. Um, I don't think that there's anybody who's going to really fight that too hard. They're probably the most talented team in the country, maybe after Alabama and Georgia. But arguably, they, arguably uh, you said it, not me. Um, so I, uh, I just don't think there's any – this is this is not a hot take. So we're just going to – Michigan's plus 800. Uh, Penn State is plus 1,400. Wisconsin's plus 1,200. They're the favorite in the West. Uh, Michigan State, despite their number 15 ranking, is plus 2,500. And the Nebraska Cornhuskers rank in at plus 2,000. So they have the same odds to win the conference as Iowa and better odds than Michigan State and uh, Minnesota. Um, So interesting, uh, interesting stuff there. Uh, win projections, Ohio State has the uh, highest win projection, no surprise, at 11. Michigan's 9.5. Wisconsin is 9. 
what else do we have? The Big Ten West, in terms of my storylines here, what is the Big Ten West going to be? Because Iowa, Michigan, or Minnesota, excuse me, Iowa, Minnesota, um, and Nebraska all have the exact same projected win total. Wisconsin's projected at nine, but I think they have a little bit easier non-conference slate than everybody else. So that nine is not necessarily based around conference uh, uh, opponents. Well, that but, makes sense. Badgers only play cake eaters, just trying to chalk up wins. So they're probably just molly wagging through like the Western Michigans and the Northern whatever's directional schools. So um, they have probably the best defense though, right? Them and Iowa oh, yeah. are incredible. Jim Leonard's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin, the defense coordinator, Jim Leonard, just, they always have him ready to play. I mean, he's, he seems like a pretty, he seems like a guy that you'd want to play for. He, it's like Dave Aranda in the making, except I don't think it, that Leonard's ever going to leave Wisconsin. I think he's just going to wait until Paul Christ keels over from eating too many cheese curds, and then he's going to take over. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think uh, from, from any of those totals? Uh, bottom, bottom of the barrel here, Northwestern's three and a half, Rutgers is four, Indiana's four, and Illinois is four and a half for their win totals. Anything's jumping out at you? What's jumping out at me, because I've told you before, I I purposely do not look at the lines for the division champion. I wait for you to kind of tell them for me live and just get a gut reaction. All this is telling me is that Michigan State is not anywhere close to as good as their ranking is, which is kind of what my gut told me when I saw the AP come out. Vegas is always smarter than the writers. So what's the Michigan State over-under at this year? Uh, Seven and a half. I'll take the under. I'll take Michigan State under at seven. I'll pull up their schedule okay. just to kind of compare that. I think their, their I, schedule is brutal. Their schedule yeah. is really, really hard. Michigan uh, State is? Yeah. Um, they have, I mean, just think about being in the Big Ten East. You know, they get all those teams. Uh, they go on the road to Washington on September 17th. Not that Washington has been a juggernaut lately, but that's not an easy road game. No. Um, and it's a night yeah, game, open, so it's going to feel like a for them. Sorry, didn't mean to talk over there. Um, they also open with two uh, Mac schools, Western oh, Michigan, Western Michigan, that. and Akron. If you're playing two Mac schools, and how many of these kids are going to be from Michigan? Those Mac schools are going to sneak out one of those two wins. And then, yeah, you brought up they have to go at Washington, they have to go at Michigan, they have to go at uh, Penn State at the end of the year, and then they still have to deal with Wisconsin at home and Ohio State at home. That is, yeah, under seven and a half for Sparty. Um, Ohio State's going to win the division by a landslide, and I don't know. I hate to say it, but if you're looking for value here for winning the the conference, it's got to be Nebraska, got right? Be. With the, I know it's it's a crazy long shot. I'm not here saying it's going to happen, but if you're looking for value here, I mean, twenty to one, there is a ton of talent, and God forbid, we're I mean we're we're overdue for a magical season by about twenty years, so that would be wonderful to just have a couple things fall our way. Um, I mean, we probably lose to Ohio State by 40 in the championship game, but so would everybody. The the only thing that I'll really get into the preview before next week is Nebraska has two exact outcomes for this entire season. Nebraska is going to go 10 and 2 and win the West, or they're going to go 5 and 7 and shit the bed. Those are the only outcomes. <laughs> okay, they go down with that. The, the bet for the Nebraska win total is not 7.5. You take an alt line over 9.5, or you take an alt line under 5. Oops, yeah. I don't they're think that at all. Seven games. They're not going to win six games. They're not going to win eight games. They're going to win 10 or they're going to win five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this line is at one. I, I love that. Totally agree. We'll have to talk about that more next week, bringing up some alt lines. 
Um, I don't know if you, because I know you have a bunch of the Big Ten lines pulled up there. Is there anything for like Big Ten Player of the Year or any type of like player awards? Just because uh, there is one guy that I'm very, very, very excited ooh, for that, that does not play for the Huskers. Um, and that's Mr. Ronnie Bell. People maybe be a little surprised by that one. He tore his ACL in, I believe, the first or second game of the year last year. It was again, again, it was against a Mac school. I remember watching the game, and he was unbelievable in the first half of that football game. On top of having a great year the year before, he's a wide receiver at Michigan that I think will crack into the top 15 of the NFL draft next year. Um, everyone's talking about Smith and Jigba and Harrison Jr. out in. Uh, Columbus, but Ronnie Bell actually might be the one that steals the show. I like it. Um, I can't get any sort of award totals. I just don't think they do that. I, I'm, uh, at least on FanDuel, they don't. But FanDuel, if you're listening, let's let's see it. Yeah, let's crank it up. And we know they're listening because they're content, uh, contemplating our sponsorship here. Yeah, um, you cannot bet the Big Ten West, uh, the Big Ten West division winner on FanDuel. You can bet the Big Ten East division winner. Michigan is plus six hundred. Ohio State is minus three hundred. Okay. Yeah, I think right. that's easy money. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so we got. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know overarching themes. So, who's your favorite? Who's your sleeper? And who's overrated for you guys? Sandra, what do you got? Yeah, what do we? Let's hear it. Uh, favorite, I have Ohio State. Sleeper, I actually had down uh, Purdue. Uh, just kind of looking at their looking at their schedule, it seems pretty favorable uh and you know i'd love to sit here all day and talk nebraska for the west but i could see i could see purdue sneaking that out and hey you just never know after that uh and then overrated i didn't have an overrated so okay so i don't know if i looked at the purdue schedule at all um you know as a diehard purdue fan i usually have it well memorized yeah it's usually that that is an awesome opening game that they have. They get Penn State at home on yep. Thursday night, September 1st. That's their first game of the year. So think about that. We're going to have that awesome week zero when we have Nebraska Northwestern and then Hawaii Vanderbilt and all those great games. And then on Thursday, we're going to get an awesome all Big Ten matchup, Penn State at Purdue. Penn State's a three-point favorite on Fox, 7 p.m. Let's go, Ollie. I might think you're a genius. We might be going Purdue money line on that game and completely shake up the Big Ten. Love. Let's that. go. Let's go. That's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. Football. God damn it, boys. We're so close. We're so <laughs> close. I'm gonna all be right, at a in San Diego watching that game while people talk about yardy nonsense all over the place. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what do you got for your uh, your up down and uh, winner? Yeah, my. I'm- I'm a broken record on this podcast, and I've already said it all, but I already wrote them in earlier. My champions, Ohio State, the sleepers, the Huskers, and the overrated uh, Sparty. Yeah. Um, I don't have much more to add. We've already, we've already discussed it. You know, I'm not even going to try and be a contrarian here. It's just There's just no point. Ohio State's going to win the conference. Um, I also have Nebraska as a sleeper. Um, again, it's, it, 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 it's all or nothing for them this year. And then for my overrated, I do will introduce a little controversy um, I've got two overrated. I have Michigan overrated at eight. I just don't think you lose Aiden Hutchinson and some of the the key players on that defense and maintain what you were. They're going to be good, but they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be the eighth best team in the country in terms of ranking. Um, and then I think that Purdue might be a little bit overrated and that's more around storylines. There's a lot of people who were picking Purdue as a dark horse uh, to really shake things up. And I don't like that yeah, when it happens. Purdue see Sandro. 
the, yeah. the biggest J in the biz. Just hey, I mean, <laughs> moving lines over here. If there's one thing I know about Sandro, it's that he loves trains and he really just loves boiling up. And true, true, motherfucker. So true, true. Uh, I, I, I want him to be, I mean, it's these, it's these Indiana schools, Notre Dame, Purdue, he's, he's all in on them. Uh, I just think uh, Purdue's schedule lines up really nicely. I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but I, uh, when I, when I see that much preseason hype for a team, I think that, uh, you know, it just makes me a little bit nervous, especially when it's like Purdue because Jeff Brom had that season, he got extended. And then what are we going to do? They lost David Bell. Um, so th- we're really going to see how good Purdue is this year, but uh, seven and a half just feels a little, a little high. Now, if they come out and beat Purdue first game of the year, that or uh, Penn State first game of the year, then all bets are off. That's true, Ollie. We can basically win our season over under with Purdue in that first game. Yeah, and you that, can that's it under, and then bet bet the other one, and then you, you're set one way or the other. Love Let's it. Go. There's our dark horse team. Yep. Um, in terms of games, we've you know a lot of bangers in the Big Ten every single year. Obviously, the game Michigan at Ohio State. But the ones that I'm really interested in are the ones that are going to either shape what happens right below Ohio State in the East or really the things that are going to dictate who wins the West. Uh, Michigan State at Michigan, you know, Michigan beat Ohio State for the first time in forever last year, but they didn't beat Michigan State. And so that was kind of a little bit of salt on their plate last year. Michigan State comes to Michigan late in the season, so that it's going to be great. And then Ohio State goes to Penn State. Um and that could be interesting. You know, if, if Ohio State is going to get knocked off, you know, a tough road tilt against a big team like Penn State, although it's not the whiteout game. For some reason, Penn State's doing their whiteout game against Minnesota. Uh, maybe they're tired of losing whiteout games. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Row the boat up your ass, PJ Fleck. Uh, you can make that the episode title. Uh, the other games I'm excited about, Wisconsin at Ohio State, I think that's going to tell us how good the West is. Uh, Wisconsin always shows up to play. They don't get blown out. And, you know, they're, they're always uh, pretty tough and competitive against Ohio State. So uh, I think that'll be interesting. Uh, Iowa, Minnesota, excited for that one, oddly enough. Like, that's, that's just going to be the, the cliches flying around that game before the, leading up to it the week before are going to be out of control. There's just going to be big, tough, get your hand in the dirt, big 10 football. You got, you got these offensive linemen at Iowa. You got these guys at Minnesota, PJ Flex running up and down the sideline. It's just going to be horrible. Um, I, I fucking hate it in the best way possible. I, I, I mean, I just, maybe it's just because of the bears fan in me. I love defense and low scoring and just, I love the big 10 in that aspect where it's, there's nothing better to me than 10 to nine or 13 to 10 Wisconsin versus Penn state. That game last year, I think yeah. it might've been 13 to 10. I love those bruising brawls that are all about field position, shitty punters and penalties. And Oh God, give me all of it. And I mean, well, then giddy up for Hawkeyes versus Gophers because you're getting it. Uh, But the one that's going to decide the West, I think, um, I think that it's Wisconsin at Nebraska. Uh, I think that's the game that um, is going to decide the West one way or the other. I think the winner of that game will win the West. The Uh, West always comes through Lincoln. Yeah, usually coming on Lincoln more through. uh, But, you know, here it is. Yeah. Well, now it's coming through Lincoln. I agree. That'll be fun. Um, hopefully we can just get that rivalry going again because you have to have two sides to make it a rivalry. And I'm really sick of some of our rivalries just falling away because we're just trash. So yeah, let's try to have a decent season and uh, welcome some Badgers and step on the throat. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, 
this I, I can't say much more about the Big Ten without just going full on to a Nebraska preview here. But um, I'm yeah, a little more. I, I came across a little more optimistic in this preview about Nebraska than I wanted to because that always makes me uncomfortable. But here we are. So uh, looking forward I'm, I'm to, to all the uh, what that. I'm said I'm ready to get hurt again. Oh, always. Eternally. Better to have loved than lost, and have never to have loved at all. Is it? Are we sure? That could be the title of my autobiography. Oh, you've had better ones. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, that was dark. Let's not end on that. I was just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. That that that, that deal's tough. Uh, hey, Brad, what did we miss? Well, thanks for asking, guys. Uh, <laughs> we did not, as far as I know, we didn't miss anything. I did hear the conversation about National Treasure. Um, I don't know exactly where that came from. I'm guessing from Unhinged. I had to run upstairs and uh, put a, a child back to bed. But my one thing with National Treasure that I wanted to tack on, when they ended that with the book, uh, the president's book, and it's got all the secrets in there. Hey, turn, turn to turn to page 47 or whatever it is. I just yeah. want a National Treasure about whatever the fuck is on that page so bad. Oh, I would, oh yeah. Like, yes. It has to be. How is that they, they not? They the door open. They left it, the door open. And I would I, – it can't be aliens. Aliens is too obvious. If you do aliens, it's too weird. Like, give me some real deep state conspiracy shit. Get, get really wild. You know, if you want to open the QAnon playbook for a hot second, let's go down that road. Let's have lizard people unzipping themselves in the middle of the Capitol. I don't care. I need to know what's on page 47. Yeah, very much agree with that take. Uh, I Also, maybe one of the most underrated sequels of all time. Oh, I great love sequel. Yeah. Secret. And that had a lot to live up to. National Treasure is, it's up there as one of the most easily watchable, consumable, digestible, universally loved yep. movies. It's a series of vignettes that kind of string together Arguably. and you can just pick up whenever. Yeah. Agreed. Love it. Arguably. Well, thanks for cleaning it up. Brad, you did miss one really cool fun fact that I just want to tell you. Um, again, uh, the largest, the first girl we met, she jumped off the highest bungee jump in the world. That was really cool. So that's what you missed while you were upstairs, and I already announced what that bridge was. But you can go look it up, and it'd be fun. But thanks for all that, and send us home. I don't think I would. I don't think she would be the right person for me. But Ollie, yes, absolutely. Because um, <laughs> if, if I was dating somebody, it was like we need to go jump off some shit. Like <laughs> no, or we could not. Well, <laughs> actually, Ollie, we, where did we go jumping off that bridge? Wasn't that up in Maine? Remember when we jumped uh, off the bridge and we were going whitewater rafting? Yeah, that was in that was in Maine. Main, yeah. But that was, like, was a, like that was like a 40 50 foot uh bridge. Her bungee it, jump it, was like 853 feet, but it's still yeah. bungee jump. We didn't have a cord, yeah. I mean, you're no. still gonna die one way or the other, right? Well, yeah, it, no. it, one of the <laughs> less smart things I've ever done, but very, very fun. All right, all right, just send us home so I can go to sleep, Brad. Well, for those two gentlemen out there in Omaha, Nebraska, Not I am Brad no about coming at you from oh, you're in Fort Myers, Florida. We got Fort Myers, we got Omaha, we got Chicago. It's the Bloodlines, boys. Thanks for joining us. We're going to see you next week for a sizzling hot Nebraska football preview as uh, well as an interview uh, with recurring guest now, Evan Bland. And uh, we're going to get into uh, another NFL division that is yet to be decided. But until then, hug it. Chug it. Football. football. football.